Podcasters, welcome back. It's once again Friday. Welcome to Came to Speak. This week, let's talk about the church and let's talk about uh, how many, why, why don't I say it this way? This will be a very positional podcast. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. No whistle. You never even looked at it. No, of course. No whistle. You should look us up on YouTube. We have a podcast. Nice. Oh, really? We do. There's this nice new What's animation it? for all the audio podcast people and the Spotify people. <laughs> <coughs> they're still mm. they're still throwing hate at us. Are they really? Yeah, they're still throwing it. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, uh, did I ever say anything nasty about the Spotify people? No, <laughs> I didn't no. do that. Spot on. We love they're, Spotify. You, you know, know what? Go back and get the did, tape. Did Check you, the tape. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as you remember. Yeah. Man. What was you going to say? I was going to say you missed another good dad joke over here. Yeah. I will not stop. Yeah. The fan base <laughs> is to, rallying welcome to, dad, to the dad jokes. The dad jokes with Pastor Daniel McKillop. <laughs> dad. Pastor. Pastor dad jokes. Yeah. Pastor dad joke yeah. dot com. <laughs> Look me up. Brother Urshan and I are going to do our own thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And then you go away to preach. Yeah. And you start this new podcast with him and some other bunch. <laughs> what was uh, up with that? Who was the bunch? Yeah. Well, it looked like a con. How did he say it? Uh, so you had the convo. Con- convo speak close. Convo the convo speak close. Convo speak close. Yeah. What kind of soup yeah. is that? Yeah. Man. <laughs> what did he say he was going to be? The. The mediator. Mediator between. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Be the How did it go? Peace. Hey, I got the scoop on what com- the convo's doing. Well, it's a pretty. Well, we all kind of know, don't we? <sighs> no, no. Oh. No, no. If they pay us enough, I'll tell them. I'll tell our audience. But <laughs> did we buy them out? <laughs> <laughs> Give us all of your intellectual materials. Mm. Copyrights. <laughs> so welcome in everyone. It's Friday. We're having fun like always, and I hope you are too, driving home after a hard week's work. Maybe it's Saturday. You're drinking a cup of coffee, and um, this review is recent, and uh, it just caught my attention. You know, I like when our listeners suggest content or suggest, um, it tells you me you're, they're thinking about this kind of, and I'll read it and you'll understand what I'm saying, but this was, this was interesting. So the review says this, <clears throat> fantastic tower talk. What a fabulous discussion. My new favorite episode. I look forward to listening to the newest episode of kingdom speak every Friday. Could there possibly be a kingdom speak book in the future, a collaboration of all your episodes in written form? I believe it would be a huge blessing to the kingdom of God. And that's from Bro Posey 87. Uh-huh. So let's say amen to a kingdom speak book. How about that? Oh, who, really? who would line up to buy one of those? Amen! How about this? You guys do the book. How about this? You guys do the book. Do the book? Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. I just... Like a book of our episodes? Well, isn't that what he said? Well, he means a book of your episodes. <laughs> you could do a Cabela. 
Yeah, it would be pro. It would be edition. like a, mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, what's the title of them? My dad used to subscribe to these fishing magazines when I was a kid. Outdoors. Such a riveting, riveting read. Oh, it's just, <laughs> oh man. You just flip through it and there's these photoshopped photos of fish to make you think if you buy this lure, lure or this rod that you catch, you know, you ever notice how they hold the fish up to the camera when they, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, arms that are on. like a mile long. <laughs> There's a reason why they call them fish stories. <laughs> yeah. The fish gets bigger every oh, story. They, they, didn't, they didn't hook you. Yeah. No. Man, these no. dad jokes are flying. Look, it all you looked, guys. It all looked fishy to me. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm just trying to throw you a line. Oh, boys. Mm-hmm. Just getting deep in here, boys. <laughs> so, this episode comes from a sermon that you preached. Maybe you should just home. play the sermon. Would it be would it be easier? <laughs> that would be easy. We could sign off right now, play a little transition music, and just segue in. Yeah, go drink tea. Um, but this comes from a message that was phenomenal. I think you titled the message Toward This Place. Yes. And uh, this is going to be a great podcast. And just, you know, to sum it up for all of you, uh, for all the too long didn't read people, the TLDRs, it's where you are pointing. How did you said a statement that the bishop said years ago? And I remembered him saying it, but direction. Direction. Yeah, go ahead. Direction is more important than position. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very like what a what yeah. a concept. Very good. So I think this is gonna be a great podcast. I'm just gonna say it before we even start. As opposed to all of our other podcasts that are Yeah, this is really this, some really yeah. this one here is we're we're gonna bring it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what we have to do? We're gonna have a staff meeting right on the podcast. Okay. We have to update that show intro on our YouTube channel. Okay, why? Well, Oh, it's really bad. Have you guys went and watched that recently? You Which haven't. One? Where we talk about what the pot, you know, so when you hit our YouTube page. Oh, the one where you like bash oh, me? Oh, terrible. It's bad. Everything about yeah. it is bad. Yeah. I was starting to chip away at changing, rebranding our YouTube page, and I was in there, I think I was in there Friday, and it's like, oh, my goodness. We are actually, we put this out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not headed that direction. We are okay. headed forward. Okay, good. Amen. I'm not going back. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Man, so yeah, sorry, I had to get that off my chest. That was really okay. bad. You feeling all right now? Yep, sorry. Good. Back to it. <clears throat> all right, breathe deep. Oh. Why don't you read us a passage of scripture and then we can kind of set it up? Mm-hmm. So I'm in First Kings eight twenty eight, and it says this: Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry, and to the prayer <clears throat> which thy servant prayeth before thee today. This is uh, Solomon mm-hmm. at the dedication mm-hmm. of the temple. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That thine eyes may be open toward this house mm-hmm. night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. Okay, are you are you picking up on... It's everywhere, man. A bit of redundancy there mm-hmm. toward this house. Mm-hmm. Toward this place. Mm-hmm. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel when they shall pray 
toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. Okay, so we want we want them to pray toward this place, mm-hmm. and we want you to hear in your place. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so the the there's a cross section here mm-hmm. of what is being done on earth. Yeah, being that's right. Received in 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 heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is Old Testament. Jacob not realizing that God was in this place and having a dream mm-hmm. that the angels were ascending and descending and that this was the gate of heaven. So the concept of heaven being accessible through an earthly, mm-hmm. literal, physical domain, mm-hmm. you can pray towards this this literal place mm-hmm. and God will hear it in his place. Now that's mm-hmm. that's quite a that's quite a concept. Well, there's something I'm thinking of, and no doubt you see it more than I. But whenever I travel, it never ceases to catch my attention. You can be in an airport, and you can see an Orthodox Jew. Sure, sure. And they don't just pray with what lines up with them, right? They pray in spite of their surroundings. Toward absolutely Jerusalem, absolutely right. the The writer here goes on in First Kings eight, mm-hmm. and and he reiterates it like three or four different times with different groups of people. Mm-hmm. But specifically in verse thirty five, if heaven is shut up and it's not raining mm-hmm. because you have sinned, mm-hmm. if they pray toward this place hmm. and confess thy name and turn from their sin. Then hear thou in heaven. Again, mm-hmm. you you, you, mm-hmm. you see? So this is the dedication yep. of a literal, I don't want to say Structure. brick and mortar, but mm-hmm. it's, it's stone. Yep. Yep. Okay. Then he says in verse 41, this even works for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Now, a stranger doesn't know the ins and outs of Jewish orthodoxy. He doesn't know mm-hmm. a lot of the rules and regulations mm-hmm. and the yep. principles and the 613 laws and that. And that. He, but even if he prays towards this place mm-hmm. and he repents, hear him in, in heaven, heaven and answer That's right. his prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the first thing that I think is applicable to each of us is that the, the church needs to be the epicenter of our life. Everything mm-hmm. in our life needs to revolve around our local church. There's no one local church that is the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can kind of throw out a disclaimer there. Mm-hmm. Um, Churches, not podcasts, right? There can be the podcast kind of thing. Well, every other podcast revolves around a certain podcast. Right. I say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like in a podcast system of podcasts where okay. there is an orbit and a gravitational pull, there would be one podcast with a greater gravitational pull. Would you care to talk about that podcast? Oh, I'm just I, talking about a concept I have in my mind. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, no, no. Okay. Do you think it's? I, I would never <laughs> impose my views on anyone else. I'm <laughs> just, but just so we're can, clarifying, right? <clears throat> this, is, this is just church specific, not podcast. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that was really good. And Continue. we wouldn't be for sure wanting our podcast to replace a church, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
Right. Now, would you ever consider pod or not pod pod pastoring? Pastoring the world. <laughs> there would we you go. Consider, yeah. Pod yeah, like pastoring. that crosses my mind uh, frequently. You? Really? Mm-hmm. Because hmm. I know very well that that <laughs> if a pastor can't get them to do well, what God wants them to do, well, for sure a podcast can. That's right. That's right. Uh, dad yeah. jokes with the pod pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be quite a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. So the church, your local church, mm-hmm. and your pastor. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. You you need to you need to construct your life and orient your life so it revolves mm-hmm. around your church. So you don't expect the church to revolve around you? Mm. <laughs> no. What? This, this is the classic tabernacle being set up in the middle of the tribe of Israel, and all of the tribes camped facing the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So that when you stepped out of your tent, you were in view or were in alignment. How about that? Mm-hmm. With the tabernacle. Yeah, that's a good word to use. Mm-hmm. Alignment. Okay. And everyone had their specific place. Yes. We've talked about that before. But yes. Yeah. Not only is this not just bricks and, and mortar, I think this, if, if we zoom out, mm-hmm. because to the local person, the local church is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in generality, we're talking about that redemptive system that the gates of hell cannot prevail mm-hmm. against, which is the church, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So that entity needs to be at the center of your existence. We are, we, we, we use this phrase, this expression, we are in the world, but we are not of, of. the world, okay? And so Solomon is saying, we've, we've, we've spent money, we've spent resor- resources, we have, we have tried our best to do this with a skill set that is above average. Now, God, we want you to do your part. What is that? We want you to look towards this place, mm-hmm. and we want our people to look towards this place. And God, when they even pray. So if they can't make it here, even if they pray towards here, that's right. will mm-hmm. you hear from heaven? Mm-hmm. And will you forgive their sins? I love the uh, when Solomon is doing this prayer. I love the he's not praying out of a necessity or or an emergency, but he's sitting there thinking or standing there, and he's praying. It reminds me of Job, where Job offered sacrifices just in case. Yes, Solomon is is thinking and and talking and and all of these scenarios, throwing scenarios <laughs> yeah, out there. That's right. the wisdom of him, right? He's right. standing there and he's right saying, "Look, if this happens." Will God, you, would do, you this? do this? And if this happens, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. So we see we we see a fulfillment of what Solomon is talking about in Daniel six when Daniel is in captivity along with the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. They're in Babylon, and they're they're trying to trick Daniel, and so they convince the the king of Babylon to put into legislation a decree, Mm -hmm. outlawing prayer, because they know Daniel's going to pray. And when Daniel prays, he prays towards Towards. Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So 
there is a direction mm-hmm. to his prayer. So he never, ever lost that. Even though he was right. in Babylon, he had that awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the word that you're going to hear us refer to over and over here in contrast with position is direction. Mm-hmm. He prayed toward Jerusalem. So you can live in one world, but pray towards another. Boom. Got the right button. You you can be in captivity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and pray towards liberty, towards victory, Mm -hmm. towards. So Jerusalem is not where I'm at. I'm in Babylon. That's right. But I'm praying there. I'm... I'm focused there. So we've already we've already kind of gotten into that in the opening. Direction supersedes position. Mm-hmm. Position has never been an issue for God. Direction is what challenges God. All right. So okay. break that down. What do you mean by that? So so Acts chapter two mm-hmm. lets us know that the promise is unto you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God, God shall call, mm-hmm. regardless of how Far off you may be. That position gotcha. doesn't challenge God. Mm. Okay? Paul said in mm-hmm. Ephesians that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off, that's position. Gotcha. Yeah, that's position. You were far off, but now you are made nigh mm-hmm. by the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ has the ability mm-hmm. to pull you from your position mm-hmm. and change your proximity mm-hmm. and bring you, reconcile you, redeem you. Yep. Yep. Right. Well said. Yep. To Him, back to oneness with your Creator. Positions are not a problem with God. It's direction that is more of a challenge. Hmm. Where you are going is so much more important than where you are. Hmm. Wow, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. We serve a God that's on the move. Yep. We're in a kingdom that's ever-expanding, ever-increasing. So... You have to stay up with what God is doing. God is, is, is not sporadic. There's a forward momentum to the kingdom, and you've got to be in tune and in harmony mm-hmm. with the advancement of that kingdom. Mm-hmm. If you're positional, you can be in harmony at one moment, but God can leave you. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. kingdom can advance past you. Oh, yeah. This is not a stationary thing. Things are this moving. is not about mm-hmm. arriving and checking the box and saying, I made it. This is a, that's why we describe our relationship with God as a walk. Walk with God. Mm-hmm. And it, I was thinking about this just a second ago. Is it possible that that is all that way because God is omnipresent? So. Mm-hmm. Your your position is not a challenge to him because he's there anyway. Mm-hmm. It's us and our finite thinking that back to the Acts two, we put things afar off. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. God yes. doesn't put anything afar off. Right. right. And and we're going to be referring to this a number of times. Mm-hmm. But but the prodigal, yes, the prodigal took 
what had been given him, and he Mm -hmm. used it to fund Mm -hmm. a direction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was contrary to his father's wishes. That's right. And at that moment, the father didn't bother because direction is harder to deal with than position. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So why chase down a guy that's running away from you? Mm-hmm. Well, because he might end up afar off. <sighs> right? Which he did. And he will anyways. Right. Yep. So, But that's not a challenge. But, but, but when he gets to that point, there's no challenge. That's right. He's not running anymore. Mm-hmm. And at some point sitting in that pig pen, things mm-hmm. begin to shift in his thinking. Mm-hmm. To where he goes, man, I, 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 I know that back home things are better than here. I know they are. Even the servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, there is a shift. There's a shift in direction before there's a shift in position. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And the father, when he sees him coming, mm-hmm. now that the direction has changed, the father will leave the front porch mm-hmm. and run down the lane and meet the son. Mm-hmm. When he's running away, you have to restrain yourself mm-hmm. and let him run because direction is problematic. Mm-hmm. But a position is not too far. There is no position that's too far. The moment that the direction begins to change, the position is no longer a challenge. Wow. That's good. That's good. The moment. And ironically, mm-hmm. if you've got a loved one that's wandered from God, you listen to me right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those directions change long before we know it. They may, still, they may still be afar off, mm-hmm. but the thinking has begun to shift. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I remember those Sunday night services. I remember, I remember those prayer meetings. I remember. I wonder if they have church like they still had church when I was. Do, do they still have it the same way? Mm-hmm. And that begins to pull them back. And we need a church that's ready to handle a shift in direction, Mm -hmm. a shift in direction. There's another example of this that I want you to um, go, if you would, to Genesis 15 and chapter 5. There's two men that I want to highlight that really underscores this principle. Genesis 15 and 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven Yes. and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed it in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. This is Abraham... And God is telling Abraham, because you're looking in the right place, he was looking toward heaven. Because you're looking in the right place, then I will account your belief system as righteousness. Yeah, that's right. What direction are you looking, Abraham? Where are you looking? Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. direction that you go determines how God chalks up Mm-hmm. your belief system, even your mm-hmm. actions for that matter. Okay? Now we need to contrast this with Genesis chapter 13 and verse number 12. 
Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Oh. So now we're, mm-hmm. we, we got, we've got Abraham who's walking with God, who's the forefather of the faithful. Mm-hmm. Why? He's living towards heaven. Mm-hmm. We have Sodom, uh, Lot mm-hmm. who is, he's, he's walking with a man who has a relationship with God. Now listen, he didn't start living in Sodom. He started no. dwelling in the cities, leaning towards exactly. Sodom. Exactly. So here, here you, you see the power and pull of direction. You will end up at the destination your direction leans. That's right. You will inhabit the cities yeah. that you're leaning in that direction. Hmm. So Lot ends up living in Sodom because he was pitching his tent toward it. You wonder, you, you, you wonder where Abraham ended up? Yeah. He was looking for a city who had a builder and well, a maker well, well. who was God. Right. And he was mm-hmm. someone who looked at the heavens. That's right. And he's someone who kept his focus, his, the epicenter of mm. his existence was heavenly. Wow. Do you know where he ended up? Sodom. He didn't end up in oh. Sodom. <laughs> you should read your Bible once in a while. <laughs> thought I was going to get that one. If you live towards Sodom, you'll end up right. in Sodom. But if you live towards heaven, you will end up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can dwell in proximity to each other. Oh, man. Side and still end up in different places. Separate destinations. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, it's directions that win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it is directions that determine destinations. Okay? Very good. Good stuff. One, one other thing we need to consider here is how cautious we need to be about superimposing our personal preferences mm-hmm. on the directives. Okay? This is not doing on earth what we want and getting heaven to check it. Yes. This is, this is us. This is us finding out what the will of God on, in heaven is, right? And living it out on earth. Yeah, on earth, as as it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we see this just just in this discussion of directions in the life of Joseph. So Joseph is now coming to his father, which is Israel, mm-hmm. and when he comes to him, Ephraim is in his right hand. And the Bible says that in his right hand, he pushed him or directed him towards Israel's left hand and Manasseh's in his left hand, and he's being directed towards Israel's uh-huh. left hand. That's right. Okay. So in other words, Joseph has a preference mm-hmm. for how the the flow of blessing is going to be divvied out at this transitional moment. Yeah. You can't tell me that the blind man sitting there, who is really Jacob, mm-hmm. but has wrestled and got that side of him mm-hmm. under control and is now Israel. Yeah, oh, the, how the script has flipped. Oh, 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 oh. you know <laughs> he goes back in his mind. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To mama putting hairy old arms. It's almost poetic, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so because his eyes are dim, just mm-hmm. like his daddy's mm-hmm. were, That's right. the spirit mm-hmm. is helping Israel. I think it's it's notable that we talk Israel and not Jacob here. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's 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 
biblical speak for he's being spirit-led. A spiritual moment, yes. Right. This is a spiritual moment. Mm -hmm. Jacob might have fell for the humanistic attempt that Ephraim gets this blessing and Manasseh gets this. But the Bible says that Israel crossed his hands. Mm -hmm. Okay? So what we, what we see out of this is that direction determines destiny. Mm -hmm. But we cannot allow our humanity to distort what that destiny is or what it becomes. Hmm. We've got to follow God at that moment. And there's times when God crosses his hands. Oh, my goodness. That's probably, well, it is not undoubtedly an entire podcast. Yeah. What we wanted, what we thought. Mm -hmm. I suppose, and I'm not a parent, but the, what you want for your children or what seems apparent to you and it right. ends up being exactly the opposite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this this brings us to another another interesting um, another interesting point, and that is the discussion of the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. Are we going to do like a twelve hour breakdown here, where we just sit and hover around this stuff? The tabernacle series. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Nothing let's that do will, a long form podcast and just, just see get the juices. What do they call flowing. it? Filibustering. In yeah, the, I think in yeah, the parliamentary for system. that though, I think we need to sit back, set him up, and just let him talk. No interruptions. Can we just, set him up so he can't see us and we can just leave the room? Yeah, that would be my preference. Maybe we. I mean, it would be good to hear and all, but <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you guys just would rather listen. <laughs> well, we'd listen from going the, down the road the from, from the cafe from or, or something. We could yeah. sit at the cafe. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you say Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we open that series up only to Spotify people. Oh, it could be. I like that. That, that, would, that would work good for the graphs and stuff that we could show. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you guys are like, <laughs> I love our Spotify listeners. We love you. Yes, we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to me that the tabernacle was always oriented to the east. Mm -hmm. Okay. When they went to set it up, somebody checked. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to read a quote from a source. Mm -hmm. One of the unique aspects of Jewish temples and altars is their Eastern orientation. All Jewish temples and altars face East. No other religion in the Middle East has this Easterly orientation. Archaeologists can easily and immediately identify a Jewish altar in distinction from pagan altars because of this unique fact. Hmm. So their orientation to the east mm -hmm. sets them apart from other pagan religions. The immediate takeaway from this is that we shouldn't be going the same direction. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's, there's things about being apostolic that put us at odds with the directions right. mm -hmm. of other religions. That's right. You come into an apostolic church, it's different. Should be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it should. Should be. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, first and foremost, this is not about worshiping the rising sun. 
No. Okay? Mm -hmm. I hope we don't have to clarify that that was not why God had his people set the tabernacle to face mm -hmm. the east. Mm -hmm. But rather, it was about the rising of the sun being a testament to new mercies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every, every day. morning. Mm -hmm. Every morning. Okay? So additionally, and I think this, this, um, this deserves a little bit of discussion. Additionally, there are sources that, that cite that the purpose of the easterly orientation of the tabernacle mm -hmm. was that it was to face Eden. Hmm. Now, the Garden of Eden, if we can sum it up as anything, the pre-fall Eden was idealistic in nature. It was paradise. That's right. It is the perfect pattern mm. for us to follow. So the tabernacle now in a fallen world is positioned to face the ideal. Mm -hmm. hmm. Hmm. There is a heavenly ideal. God made it. Mm -hmm. God crafted it. In fact, for much of its of, of the of the of the time that it was erected throughout the wilderness, it was also facing Mount Sinai. Wow. Which is where the perfect pattern exactly existed. Right. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So the church must always be oriented towards the ideal. Mm -hmm. Not our ideal. God's ideal. Mm -hmm. Eden was created, and at the end of each day, it's perfect. It's good. Absolutely. Yep. So when it comes to ideals, mm -hmm. the church need not shy away from it. We don't need to invent no. another way, another method, another plan. But the, 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 the direction of the church always needs to be on a quest to reclaim mm -hmm. Everything that God has for us. Hmm. So we, 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 we need to have our churches. We have this discussion in Bible study. Well, how old is your church? Well, uh, mm -hmm. it's apostolic. We've got it built so it faces the day of Pentecost. We, we've got it built so that it, it mm -hmm. faces mm -hmm. the apostles' mm -hmm. doctrine. So that is why when you go to an apostolic church, you're going to hear idealistic, if you will allow me to use that expression, yes, doctrinal preaching that will tell you you must repent of your sins. That's right. And you must be mm. baptized in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you must be mm -hmm. filled with the gift of the Holy yeah, Ghost, sure. evidenced by speaking in other tongues. Right. tongues. Mm -hmm. Why? That's the ideal pattern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are facing back to that idealistic nature. That is why when you go to an apostolic church, you're going to go to a church that 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 teaches mm -hmm. and lives a separated lifestyle from the world mm -hmm. that we're a part of. Why? It's part of that pattern. Mm -hmm. That is what we are orienting the church towards. We do not want the church to be southeasterly oriented <laughs> or northeasterly oriented. I mean... Close. It, it, does all of that stuff really matter? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or is there just, you know, how far do you how, how far off? How many degrees off do you have to be on this side of the Atlantic to miss <sighs> the port you're shooting for on the other side of the Atlantic? Not very far. I don't even know if one. Hmm. Direction matters. You can even get halfway across and and then get off a degree or two and and be messed up. For sure you can. Right? Yeah. It's that constant checking to see if you're on. And and I think that that has to always be in the forefront Mm. of our mind. We have to Mm. continually reorient. Is the church the center of our existence? Mm -hmm. Is the ideal the center of our existence? Mm -hmm. Are we really building this after the pattern that God gave us? Or have we deviated? Hmm. Have we deviated? Hmm. Another interesting thing that they state for why the tabernacle faced east is because that is the direction that the Messiah is coming from. Whoa. So another ideal that the church better never stray from is that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Constant state of readiness. We have to. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to. Mm-hmm. And as a church, we better never get tired of hearing preaching on the ideals. Right. It right. keeps us oriented properly. Keeps us heading in the right direction. Right? Yeah. You can have a tabernacle that has all, all of the instrumentation. Altars, lavers, candlesticks, table of shoe bread, altar of incense, Ark of the Covenant, mercy seat, cherubs, the whole thing, the veils, the staves, the rings, the badger skins, the whole thing. And if it's not oriented properly, no good. That's right. Mm. If it's not oriented properly. Hmm. Hmm. So we need to preach about the ideals. We need to preach about the return and the coming of our Messiah. Mm-hmm. And we we understand that we need to pray towards this ideal. I, I, I want to I share a story with you about um, a trip that I was on. Fishing uh, trip? We podcast about that. That's right. I don't even... Uh, I don't even know what to say. Everybody is asking... <clears throat> What really? the next trip is. <laughs> really? Because they, it's, pr- it's pretty quick, actually. <laughs> they're, they're waiting for us. It's coming right up. It they're is, waiting for it's us. coming pretty quick. Oh, man. Yeah. You think you got another one in? The cake has been baking. Trust me. <laughs> you think you got another one? Oh, yeah. oh, I'm not sure I like the direction oh, this is going. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of fish stories. But this is not the trip you're talking about. This I'm is not what sure. I'm talking about. Israel. So we, we went to Israel... And there's a, a number of places that we went. Anybody that's in our audience has been to Israel would agree with me. I'm sure, I'm certain on this. Or if I'm if I'm telling you something that you've never heard before, I apologize for busting your bubble. But if you walk down Main Street, Jerusalem, you really weren't walking on the streets that Jesus walked on. What? Just oh, oh how dare you? Just so you know. Oof, that's a buzzkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that the upper room probably really wasn't the upper room. 
I mean, it's a great spot to go, and I enjoyed it, and and it looked good. But the amount that Jerusalem has been raised and rebuilt, just a few times, ravaged. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The likelihood that that was the one building that survived is probably not so. The 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 parts that I really enjoyed were those truly authentic places that you could go. I know Jesus was here. Hmm. I know Jesus was in Jerusalem, but I don't know if he's on the corner of that street. But when you walk down and get on a boat and start sailing on the Sea of Galilee, yeah, it's pretty legit. Pretty safe. Pretty legit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you can envision the storms that arose, and you can envision him walking on the water, and you can envision somewhere on that hillside he probably taught the Sermon on the Mount, and fed the 5,000. No doubt it changes how you read the Bible. Oh, and it, it, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay? Another one of those is when when we went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. The Garden of Gethsemane was a very moving uh, part of the trip for me. So the guide that we, we had told us that, that somewhere between... 2,500 years and, and 3,500 year old trees. Wow. Imagine. That, that litter the, the landscape hmm. of the Garden of Gethsemane. So, interestingly enough, the Garden of Gethsemane is at the foothills of the Mount of Olives, mm-hmm. which is literally across a very small ravine slash valley that is looking straight onto the eastern gate mm-hmm. that goes into Jerusalem. Now, I want you to keep in mind everything that we've been talking about up until this point, mm-hmm. about the direction and everything facing east, mm-hmm. okay? So when we drive in, uh, our tour bus drives in, you can see this city, mm-hmm. the city of, of, of the old city of Jerusalem, and and the eastern gate is blocked up because nobody. that is the gate that the Messiah is going to Sorry, come through. Nobody goes through that. Nobody mm-hmm. goes through that. He's going to be the first to go through there. Mm-hmm. And so all around that eastern gate is a, is a, a graveyard, and they, they claim that it is the most expensive place to buy a plot mm-hmm. to be well. buried in. Why? Because every... Orthodox Jew, and maybe ever Jew, I don't know, wants to be there. They want to be right there, yeah. <laughs> they want to be there when the Messiah comes walking through hmm. that gate. Hmm. Okay? So you you want to be buried on the eastern... <laughs> on the east... You, you want to be buried in the right direction. Hmm. Okay? Now... What really impacted me about the garden is there's there's a lot of discussion about where was Jesus crucified, and there's varying opinions about it. On a cross. Yeah, but where? (laughs) That was a dad joke. (laughs) That's pretty bad when I did. Golgotha. Yeah. We don't really know where that is. And we really... Yeah, exactly. So there's these places... That they go, you know what? We think it could have been here. Could be crucifixions yeah. happened here. This is this is known historically as the place of the skull. This is da 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 da, and and you got to give it to them. They're very open about it. Mm-hmm. Or our guide was. 
One thing that I do know is this. None of the proposed possibilities of where Jesus was crucified can be seen from the Garden of Gethsemane. Really? Okay. But I do know that from the Garden of Gethsemane, you can see the Eastern Gate. Hmm. Jesus went in prayer to a place where he could see beyond his cross. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You've got to get to a place where you can see the victory in what you're going through. And that's where you need to pray. That's the direction. You need to pray towards the east. You need to pray towards the proof that this is that this is going to validate that I'm coming through. Hmm. I'm not praying. Listen, even Jesus had to have something set before him to help him endure the cross. Mm-hmm. Sure Who for the joy mm-hmm. that was okay. set before him yeah, he endured. endured the cross. Mm-hmm. If you're going through hell, find a place in prayer and pray in a direction mm-hmm. that is beyond what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's quite likely. Let me just evangelize this. We don't. Have, I don't have any scriptural proof of this. But from standing in that position, it's quite likely that they arrested him, and he could look and see. Boys, this is. You can take me, and I know you're going to crucify me, and I know this is going to be in your mind. You think it's the end. But I'm coming back. And this cross is not the end. And you see that gate right there? There's coming a day. <laughs> I'm going to walk through that. And I'm going to be back here on the Mount of Olives again. Mm-hmm. And you just write it down. You've got to, some, sometimes when we're going through trials and adversities, mm-hmm. we've got to get to a position in prayer where we pray in a direction. Just like Daniel, I'm not praying towards Babylon. I'm in Babylon. I'm praying towards Jerusalem. Well, don't you think that's how people get bogged down and how they get um, all they think about, all they read about, and then like you're just so, you put it so well, even to where all you pray about is all of the terrible things, right? Right. Right. That's what you focus on. Right. It's once in a while. And you, you can need never to, get beyond it. Once that's in right. a while, you just got to, man. There's, there is nobody that's going through it. And you, listen, I, I don't say this offhandedly or lighthandedly. There are people that are listening to this podcast that are going through mm-hmm. intense trials. Mm-hmm. But please hear me with every bit of of Christ-like compassion that I can muster. <laughs> yeah. We still go to heaven after all of this. We we still have victory after all of this. And and if you'll keep your eyes on the skies and don't drop your eyes to Sodom and don't drop your eyes to the to to the mm. weight of the cross that you're mm. carrying and don't drop your eyes to the severity of the trial that you're drudging through. Keep your eyes on the joy that is set before you. Stay facing the east. There's a new day coming. There's, 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 there's hope. Mm-hmm. 
So all of this supports why the tabernacle faces east. Mm -hmm. And the prophet, um, let, let me say this. I, th I think another reason that the tabernacle faces east is because theologically, mm -hmm. if you're traveling west, now you're going to have to track with me on this. If you're traveling west, you're traveling towards God. If you're traveling east, you're traveling away mm -hmm. from God. Cain, when he left the presence of God, went east of Eden. East of Eden. Man, does Brother, does Brother Booker <laughs> preach a message on east that? East of Eden. East of Eden. Oh, oh yeah. my Lord. He should podcast sometime. That'd be a good I'd, idea. I'd love to podcast with him. Man. I would love that. Yes. You, I, you, have you ever podcast with him before? I've never done it. You've never done it. It would be it. amazing. Really? It's an interesting What would that be like? The ratings of that episode were through the roof. Still trying to figure out if it was Booker. Like if it or was, the was it addition by subtraction? <sighs> or was it addition by subtraction? <laughs> I think it was Bishop Booker. That's where I'm going. I think your mic is too loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> East of Eden. East of Eden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when Cain was kicked out, he went east. Mm -hmm. it, it sets mm -hmm. the tone that whenever an individual leaves God, he travels east. East. Mm -hmm. And when he's coming back to God, he's traveling west. Hmm. The tabernacle is laid out so that you enter on the easterly side and you, you travel into the tabernacle west mm -hmm. to get closer to God, culminating in the holiest of holies. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I believe one of the strongest reasons for the tabernacle being oriented to face east is that when, when, when anyone who has traveled east decides to switch their direction, mm -hmm. when they turn west, they see an open door into a redemptive system. Boom. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we need churches that are oriented That's eastward. Right. Positioned. They're positioned mm -hmm. to capitalize mm -hmm. on everyone who has wandered west. Uh, we don't do outreach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't want people to have to circle your church to try to find the door to get in. <laughs> <laughs> To be a straight shot in. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a holy place. It can be a holy place. Mm -hmm. You still, you're eastward. You're mm -hmm. facing eastward mm -hmm. to stay true to the ideals, mm -hmm. to stay true to the coming of the Messiah, mm -hmm. and to stay true to being a harbor for those that have wandered from God. We mm -hmm. want them to easily realize you can come back. Amen. Every cane is welcome back. Amen. So it's 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 in that context that I want to leave this as, as, before we wrap up. I want to leave this with you about Ezekiel. So the Bible says that Ezekiel gets caught up in the spirit and he gets a flyover, if you will, of what the temple is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And we see once again positioning playing such a key role here in Ezekiel chapter number 47. And verse number one. 
Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house, eastward. For Which the f- way? Eastward. Eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out by the way of the gate northward, and he led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. So you, you see how what he's saying here is that there is a threshold on this house that is facing east mm. and that water from, and this isn't just average water, but this is water from the sanctuary mm-hmm. that flows out over the door that's facing east mm-hmm. and it flows east. Yeah. So coming from this redemptive tabernacle, mm-hmm. temple, Mm. Church, redemptive system Mm. is a flow. And the farther that it gets from the temple, that's right. He measures his way through it to save the time. We don't have to read it, but he he measures and goes a thousand and measures and goes a thousand and measures and goes a thousand. And it goes from ankles Mm. to knees to loins to Mm. waters that you can swim in to a river that cannot be passed over. Mm -hmm. This is proof positive that the source of this river is not human in its origin. This is a divinely sourced, supernatural flow. Mm -hmm. Anything natural, the farther it gets from the source, the shallower it gets, the narrower it gets to a trickle. And then it just dissipates Mm -hmm. and it's gone. But that which emanates from a properly oriented church, Mm -hmm. the farther that it gets out, the greater the impact on the community that it's in. It literally begins to flood through every area of the community that you're called to. Well, and this just backs up what you talked about earlier, but not being challenged by position. Yes. In fact, the farther it gets. Afar off. (laughs) Yeah, the deeper that water is. Yes. Absolutely. The church does not lose the power, right? Mm-hmm. Very good. Drop, drop to verse 8. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and so go just, into just the think, sea. Think about this. Mm-hmm. So it leaves the sanctuary mm-hmm. and it goes into the desert. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how arid or how dry, the desert cannot consume the river that comes from the sanctuary. It just goes there. That's right. It just goes there. Yep. The desert doesn't change no. the river. The river changes mm-hmm. the desert. Mm-hmm. Okay? The greatest thing that can come to any apostolic neighborhood is an apostolic church that is vibrant, Absolutely. that is oriented towards ideals that it won't change on, that is oriented to the coming of the Messiah, Mm -hmm. and that is oriented to being someone that wants to harbor those who have wandered away from God. Mm -hmm. That's us. That needs to be the heartbeat of every church. Of every church. That's right. It goes to the desert, and the desert doesn't change it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. verse 9. Verse 9 says, And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, Mm. they shall be healed, and everything that shall live whither the river cometh. 
So in other words, whatever the river touches lives. Now notice that river is flowing from a sanctuary that's oriented eastward. That's right. And it's flowing eastward. Mm-hmm. It is literally pursuing people mm-hmm. that have traveled eastward. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got the canes running east. They've just wandered away from God. Mm-hmm. They've got caught mm-hmm. up. They've got caught up in the inheritance mentality that plagued mm-hmm. the prodigal, mm-hmm. and they've just hoofed it for the east. Mm-hmm. The moment that they switch directions, the river is flowing to heal them mm-hmm. at that moment. The river flows east, searching for people that are traveling west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. We're looking for the prodigal Yeah, that is sitting there now in a position, not in a direction, in a position. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting there going, I just wonder what it's like at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I may be so bold as to assume that maybe a prodigal would be listening to this, please hear me right now. Your church loves you. God loves you. Your family loves you. If you'll just switch your direction, the mm. river will heal everything. There is not. You say, well, you don't know my situation, Pastor McKeldin. You don't know my background. You don't. Mm. You just, you don't know. If it can fit within the bookends of everything the river touches, lives, mm-hmm. then it's safe to assume that whatever it is that you've done and however far it is that you've gone, let the river touch you and get back to a church that's oriented eastward that has not compromised on the ideals, that still believes in the vibrant, imminent return of Jesus Christ. And be that that, that church that has oriented itself mm-hmm. so that its gates are open, mm-hmm. so that even a stranger can come here and pray towards that place. And God will heal you. And God will restore you. And God will let, put you back in the family. <laughs>